Welcome to the Sabbath School Bible Study Podcast. Today is Monday, February 22nd. I invite you to pause this audio right now so that you can have your moment with God and ask Him for His guidance as you study His Word. And I'll be right back. Unnamed Individual Servant What is the role and character of God's unnamed servant, whom God chooses and on whom He puts His Spirit? Let's read Isaiah chapter 42, verses 1 through 7. Behold my servant, whom I uphold, my chosen one in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the nations. He will not cry out or raise his voice, nor make his voice heard in the street. A bruised reed he will not break, and a dimly burning wick he will not extinguish. He will faithfully bring forth justice. He will not be disheartened or crushed until he has established justice in the earth. And the coastlands will wait expectantly for his law. Thus says God the Lord, who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the earth and its offspring, who gives breath to the people on it and spirit to those who walk in it. I am the Lord, I have called you in righteousness. I will also hold you by the hand and watch over you, and I will appoint you as a covenant to the people, as a light to the nations, to open blind eyes, to bring out prisoners from the dungeon and those who dwell in darkness from the prison. Choose the best answer or combination of answers. 1. He provides justice for the nations. 2. He accomplishes his goals quietly and gently, but successfully. 3. He is a teacher. 4. He serves as a covenant between God and the people. 5. He gives light, hope, by healing blindness and liberating prisoners. 6. All of the above. How does the role and character of this servant compare with that of the shoot from the stump of Jesse, on whom the Spirit of the Lord also rests? See Isaiah chapter 11. As in Isaiah chapter 42, the Davidic ruler of Isaiah chapter 11 acts in harmony with God, providing justice and deliverance for the oppressed, as well as wisdom and knowledge of God. We found that this shoot and root of Jesse is the Messiah, the divine child of Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7, who also brings peace for the throne of David and his kingdom, with justice and with righteousness. The servant in Isaiah chapter 42 is obviously the Messiah. How does the New Testament identify the servant 
of Isaiah chapter 42 verses 1 through 7 who provides justice. Let's read Matthew chapter 12 verses 15 through 21. But Jesus, aware of this, withdrew from there. Many followed him, and he healed them all, and warned them not to tell who he was. This was to fulfill what was spoken through Isaiah the prophet. Behold, my servant whom I have chosen, my beloved in whom my soul is well pleased, I will put my spirit upon him, and he shall proclaim justice to the Gentiles. He will not quarrel, nor cry out, nor will anyone hear his voice in the streets. A battered reed he will not break off, and a smoldering wick he will not put out, until he leads justice to victory, and in his name the Gentiles will hope. Matthew chapter 12 quotes from Isaiah chapter 42 and applies it to the quiet healing ministry of Jesus, God's beloved Son, in whom he delights. It is he whose ministry reestablishes God's covenant connection with his people. Jesus and his disciples gained justice for people by delivering them from suffering, ignorance of God, and bondage to evil spirits caused by Satan's oppression. Then Jesus died to ratify the new covenant and to gain justice for the world by casting out Satan, the foreigner who had usurped the position of ruler of this world. Question. Look at Isaiah chapter 42, verses 1 through 4. The depiction of Christ. Spend some time dwelling on the life of Jesus. What specific characteristics of his ministry so aptly fulfilled this prophecy? What lessons can we learn about how we should be ministering to others as well? Additional reading, selected quotes from Ellen White. When we want a deep problem to study, let us fix our minds on the most marvelous thing that ever took place in earth or heaven, the incarnation of the Son of God. God gave his Son to die for sinful human beings, a death of ignominy and shame. He who was a commander in the heavenly courts laid aside his royal robe and kingly crown, and clothing his divinity with humanity, came to this world to stand at the head of the human race as the pattern man. He humbled himself to suffer with the race, to be afflicted in all their afflictions. The Son of God came voluntarily to accomplish the work of atonement. There was no obligatory yoke upon him, for he was independent and above all law. The angels, as God's intelligent messengers, were under the yoke of obligation. No personal sacrifice of theirs could atone for a fallen man. Christ alone was free from the claims of the law 
to undertake the redemption of the sinful race, he had power to lay down his life and to take it up again. Quote, being in the form of God, unquote, he, quote, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, unquote. Ellen White comments, the SDA Bible Commentary, Volume 7, page 904. As the high priest laid aside his pontifical dress and officiated in the white linen dress of a common priest, so Christ emptied himself and took the form of a servant and offered sacrifice, himself the priest, himself the victim. As the high priest, after performing his service in the Holy of Holies, came forth to the waiting congregation in his pontifical robes, so Christ will come the second time clothed in glorious garments of the whitest white, quote, such as no fuller on earth can whiten them, unquote. He will come in his own glory and in the glory of his Father as King of kings and Lord of lords, and all the angelic host will escort him on his way. Ellen White comments in the SDA Bible Commentary, Volume 1, pages 1111 and 1112. Christ has entered the world as Satan's destroyer and the redeemer of the captives bound by his power. He would leave an example in his own victorious life for men to follow and overcome the temptations of Satan. As soon as Christ entered the wilderness of temptation, his visage changed. The weight of the sins of the world was pressing his soul, and his countenance expressed unutterable sorrow. A depth of anguish that fallen men had never realized. He felt the overwhelming tide of woe that del deluged the world. He realized the strength of indulged appetite and of unholy passion that controlled the world, which had brought upon men inexpressible suffering. As men could not, in his human strength, resist the power of Satan's temptations, Jesus volunteered to undertake the work and bear the burden for men and overcome the power of appetite in his behalf. Selected Messages, Book 1, pages 271 and 272. And that is all for today. Please subscribe to our podcast and stay tuned for new episodes and special content.